0: Hallelujah. Why don't we lift up our hands all across this building. Let's worship him. Come on. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. I love what I feel in the house of God here tonight. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and 8 want to, as it's already been mentioned, uh, let's keep uh, our, our church family in prayer. There's a lot of people sick. Um, you know, it's just, when it gets cold out, it just happens. It's just tis the season. And uh, so let's keep everybody in prayer and uh, and all of that good stuff and believe, God, uh, that we're, we're just pressing into some things in the Spirit in Jesus' name, and uh, we're going to have victory. Amen. And then also want to welcome all of our guests and all of our visitors. Amen to ARC. We are glad that you are here, and we want to welcome you this Sunday to come back here. Evangelist Justin Poindexter will be preaching, and that service will be at 1.30 p.m. And uh, all the saints and everybody said 1.30 p.m. I had some people after we had a Monday night service uh, tell me that they didn't know we were having a Monday night service and we had announced it But I'm making sure that nobody uh, gets it twisted. It's one service at 1 30. Amen So uh, we're gonna have a great time and and hopefully what that will do uh, is it will enable some folks uh, after service to to take a guest out to go and uh, maybe have some fellowship at your home or take somebody out to a restaurant, something like that. Uh, we, we, again, as, as we already mentioned, we really, really, really want to push fellowship in the church, amen? So take this opportunity. We won't keep you here all day. Uh, we're going to have Revival Church, but afterwards, go and have Revival at your homes with a guest or a visitor, amen? Hebrews 11 and verse number 8. The Bible says, By faith... Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went by faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob the heirs with him of the same promise for he looked for a city which hath foundations whose builder and maker is God. And there's a lot to this text we can get into, but for tonight, I want to preach about this, foundations, foundations. Would you set your Bibles down? Let's pray all across this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody pray. Hallelujah. Abraham looked for a city which hath foundations. God, that's what we're praying for here tonight. That's what we're looking for here tonight. Somebody worship him. Somebody praise him. We glorify you. We magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let's give him a hand clap of praise all across this building. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Foundations. Bible lets us know that when they were building the temple, and some folks have already caught on. I've been going down this road for the last several weeks um, referring to building, but our theme this year, we're talking about the expanding kingdom. Part of expansion is building. And the Bible lets us know in in the book of 1 Kings that they were going to do what David had wanted done for a long time they were going to build the temple of God they were going to build the house of the Lord and as they went to do this they had already made preparations they had already uh, stored up David all his life had been storing up silver and gold and bronze all these uh, things that he would need Hiram came to help He also supplied many needs for the building of the temple of God. These things had already been set aside, already been prepared. And can I just tell somebody that when it comes to building a church, we've got to come prepared. When it comes to building the kingdom of God, we can't just wing it. We can't just half-hearted, maybe, you know, uh, blab it, grab it, fake it till we make it. We've got to come prepared. Uh, We've got to have our preparations ready. Preparation's made. Our plans have got to be in order. Hallelujah. We've got to have a game plan. We've got to have our blueprints because if we don't have that ready to go and that enabled, uh, we'll just all bump into each other. We won't know what's going on. Uh, but but the Bible lets us know that they were prepared. They were ready. The Bible says that they had hewn out stones and they had prepared, the Bible says, precious stones, very expensive beautiful stones and they had made it up that these stones were going to be used for the foundation and after they laid that foundation the people began to worship the Almighty God can I tell somebody that your foundation matters having a foundation really does matter the Bible lets us know in 1st Corinthians chapter 3 that we are God's building. And Paul said that he had laid the foundation and that another would build upon that foundation. But nobody can go back and relay a new foundation. What has been set has been set. And Paul began to let them know that you cannot undo the foundation in which he had laid. And that foundation was Jesus Christ. Can I tell somebody here today, That if there's one thing we get and there's one thing we get right, we've got to understand that our foundation, the very basis of who we are as a church and as a people, it will always go back to Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says that we are are built upon the foundations of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In olden days, what they would do is they would find one stone that they could set, and that stone would never move. In fact, it was usually the largest stone. usually was the most powerful stone, and they would place it, and once it was placed, it wasn't moving. And if there's ever been something we've got to have set that does not move, it is our relationship with Jesus Christ. It is our walk with the Almighty God. If there's anything you can build your life on, if there's anything you're supposed to, that we have to build our families on or build our church on, it's going to be the fact that Jesus Christ is the very cornerstone. Because if we get that messed up uh, if we mess up that foundation or get that stone off place or off kilter or we just say it doesn't really matter uh, everything else around that uh, will collapse uh, everything else around that will fall apart uh, we've got to have a relationship uh, with the almighty god somebody praise Him. hallelujah he said now if any man build upon that foundation He can do what he wants with gold or silver or precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble. But at the end of it all, every man's work will be manifest. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work to see what sort it is. And what he's saying is that when you build upon this foundation, There's going to come a day, or there might come a day, where fire will come by. And what you place on this foundation, it's going to be shown by what stays when the fire leaves. And he's letting them know you can build with whatever you want after this, but I'll tell you the wood, the hay, the stubble, all of that will burn away, but the things that will remain are the gold, the silver. And can I preach to somebody what will remain after every trial, after every fire, the foundation. Amen. Everything else might burn up. Everything else might go away. Uh, Brother, so-and-so might be gone. Sister, so-and-so might leave. Uh, But at the end of the fire, uh, what's going to still remain uh, is your foundation. Uh, What's going to remain is the structure. Oh, somebody praise him. On our relationship with Jesus Christ the Bible says that we're built upon that foundation of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone the Bible tells us that nevertheless the foundation of God stands sure the Lord knows them that are his and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity can I preach about another stone that has to be in your foundation You gotta have a man that apostles and prophets that doctrine that goes there, that lifestyle that we are to live. The Bible lets us know that we have a foundation that is in the doctrine of Jesus Christ, the doctrines of repentance from dead works. We've got doctrine there, but he's also talking about every man that nameth Christ. Let him depart from iniquity. Can I preach to somebody another stone upon this foundation? You've got to have the doctrine right, but you also got to have your life right. Because if we get that foundation messed up, it affects your family, it affects your finances, it affects everything in your world, it affects the church, it affects revival, it affects the city. You gotta have your doctrine right, Hero Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. This isn't a beam, honey. This is foundational, this isn't optional, this is foundational. Foundational. This is what we build everything upon. Oh somebody praise him. Hallelujah. Magnify Jesus. Magnify Jesus. You gotta have a foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. You got to have the life and the spirituality that was shown by the apostles and prophets but you also got to keep that relationship right. You got to keep that doctrine right. We've got to make sure that that foundation does not shift. That foundation does not move. First Peter chapter 2 says quoting the Old Testament I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone elect precious And he that believeth on him should not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. Anybody believe that Jesus is precious? There's nobody like him. There's nothing like living for God. Unto you that believe, this thing that we call Jesus, this thing we call church, is a very precious thing. This is the most important thing. It's foundational to every individual's life. Can I preach to somebody about the church for just a moment? This is not just something that you do on the side. This isn't just something that is an afterthought. Amen. But this thing is precious. Being saved and living for God is precious. Amen. He says unto you that believe this very thing is a wonderful thing. It's a precious thing. But unto them which are disobedient, the stone which is the same is made, it's a stone of stumbling. It is a rock of offense. Your perception of Jesus is dependent on how you feel about Him. Amen. If you think of this as being precious, if you believe in this gospel, if you believe in this lifestyle, if you believe in this doctrine, if you've seen it work in your life and in your family's life, uh, there, there's no question there. It's a precious stone. But if you decide this is not that big of a deal, this is secondary to everything, this is not foundational, the Bible says that very stone that one person perceives as being precious, others will perceive as being offensive. Can I preach to somebody you either love the church or it's a nuisance to you you either love the preaching of the word of God or it's offensive to you you either love the truth or you're too busy tripping over it you either love the church you live in the church it's everything you are and everything you want to be or you'll keep stumbling over it getting offended by it either this thing's a very foundational stone or it's no big deal Deal, and it'll keep bothering you it'll keep offending you but i made it up in my mind this is my foundation this is my this is my foundation. I'm going to build my life on it. I'm going to build my family on it. We're going to build the church on it. We're going to build the ministry on it. This is an offensive. This doesn't make me stumble. It doesn't make me trip. I think it's precious. I love the church. I love the church. I love the church. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, lift up your hands for just a moment. Come on, what's your perception of the church? Is it just some uh, annoyance? Is it just some nuisance? Or is it the power of God unto salvation? Is it the thing and the ark that's going to get you all the way through the storm? Is it going to be the avenue, the bride of Christ, the thing that's going to get you up out of this world and into eternity with Jesus? Or is it a problem? Is it an offense? I made it up in my mind. I love it. It's precious. It's precious. There's nothing like the church. Oh, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. How you perceive the things of God, it's going to determine what it is to you. You'll see, hey, listen, there's conversations happening at the door every day, every service. One's coming, one's going. And there's going to be people that are going to come in saying, wow, you know what? I just love the chairs. I just love the carpet. I just, Hey, I know what it is. I know what it is to come into church. Amen. And as I'm walking in the church, somebody's walking out, I hate this place. I don't like the preaching. I don't like the way things are. I, don't, I, I, just, I just don't understand why that's necessary. That's not that big of a deal. I don't see why they preach it that way. It should just be optional. It shouldn't really, and, and, and it's really not that big of a deal. And as they're walking out the church, I'm walking in. They're walking out saying, I don't like that family. I don't like that brother. I don't like that sister. And I'm walking in saying, I'm so glad I got a family in Jesus. I'm so glad I got a body of believers that loves me. This is precious. This is foundation. This is the greatest thing ever given to humanity. Oh, somebody praise him. Lift up your hands and let's magnify Jesus. Come on, is this optional or is this foundational? Is this a nuisance or is this your foundation? Is this what you're building on or something you're trying to get rid of? It's got to be your foundation. It's got to be your foundation. This is the very very thing that we anchor our lives on church to me now maybe it's a little different to others church to me is the greatest thing i ever received outside the holy ghost which the holy ghost comes with the church you can't be in the church without the holy ghost but uh outside of that the greatest gift ever given to me was a body of believers outside of that uh, that's why we can't talk about our brother or sister Hey, that's why we can't run down one another. Because you're the most precious thing that's ever happened to this world. Jesus Christ endured the shame and the suffering of the cross. The Bible says it was for the joy that was set before him. What was that joy? He smiled while being in pain and said, One day there's going to be a church in Carson City. There's going to be people that love me, uh, people that worship me, uh, that love one another. It's the greatest thing. It's precious. And others can say it's no big deal. But to me, this is the foundation. This is the foundation. Well, I I can do all right and I can live life and I don't need the church. Okay, go ahead and try. But this is foundation. This is what you build on. This isn't what you add on top later. This is what you build on. Amen. Jesus tells Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He was telling Peter, I'm gonna tell you where you got this information downloaded into your spirit. It did not come for your own human intellect. It did not come from your bloodline. It did not come from your pedigree. Somebody ought to shout amen right there. It didn't come from what family you came from. This, This thing right here that you got is a revelation. This thing you received about being baptized in the name of Jesus, being filled with the Holy Ghost, the undeniable fact there's only one God, that right there, my friend, is a revelation. And if there's any foundational stone we need, we've got to have a foundational stone of revelation. You cannot build your life on feelings. Feelings are fleeting and feelings are un. You just don't know what's going to happen with your feelings. You're going to be happy one day and crying the next. You're going, to be, you're going to be excited and bitter. That's just this, this ever-changing this ever thing, this storm of emotions. You can't build your life on feelings. You can't build your life on personalities. Amen. I'm going to tell you the church itself cannot be built off personalities because you may not like my personality and the truth is I might not like your personality but the church is not built on personality it's built on a foundational stone of revelation. You can't build your life on preferences because your preference will be different than your neighbor's preference. You've got to build upon the revelation that you know, that you know, that you know who God is. You can't build it on all these shifting sands, wishy-washy, here today, gone tomorrow. You've got to build on a revelation that you know God, you love God, you worship God, and it's all about God. Somebody lift up your hands and let's magnify Him. Let's praise Him. Oh, somebody worship Him. Hallelujah. We've got to build the church on revelation. Revelation is not something you gain from your education. No flesh and blood can reveal it to you. You got to get in this book. You got to get in this altar. You got to come to church. You got to get around other people that you may not like, and you're going to get a revelation. And when you get that revelation, understand God saying, "I'm I'm I'm laying something in your life that didn't come from your mother or father. I'm giving you something that's foundational." I'm giving you something that you can build upon. I'm giving you something that you can can rest assured on. Revelation does not change. Emotions change. People's opinions change. But when you get a revelation, you hold to that revelation. Nobody can shake you from it. Nobody can steal it from you. You got it because you got it straight from the throne of heaven. Hey. Let me just preach about this for a moment. Uh, if you've been living for God for 40 years, 20 years, 10 years, 6 months, uh, and people got to keep on coming by uh, and reminding you why you do what's in the Bible, uh, hallelujah, I'm going to somebody. Uh, everybody's got to remind you uh, to live right. Everybody's got to remind you to do right. Uh, everybody's got to come by and say, well, you know, you really shouldn't do that. Uh, brother, you lack revelation. Uh, you're lacking a foundational stone. Hey, we'll preach the truth. We'll preach it in love. But, brother, don't wait for it to be preached. You get in that book, you sit in that book, and you read it until God speaks to you. Because when God speaks to you, uh, I can't steal it from you. The devil can't steal it from you. Your neighbor can't steal it from you. Your attitude can't steal it from you. Your spirit can't steal it from you. Your flesh can't steal it from you. Because you know, uh, I got this from heaven. Uh, I know what thus saith the Lord. Uh, I have got a word from God, uh, and I'm building on it. Oh, somebody praise him. Jesus tells a parable. In Luke chapter 6, he tells about two men. He said, one built a house. And I love the way that it words it. He dig deep. Somebody say dig deep. Dig deep. No more shallow Christianity. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, don't criticize everybody else if you're just as shallow. Amen. If all you see is everybody else's flaws and faults, you're a shallow person. You got to look beyond that. You got to get a little deeper. You know, I, you know. Truth be told, I don't. I don't have time to view everybody else's faults and flaws. I'm too busy being down in the dirt digging. Hey, hallelujah! I'll just stay right here and park for a moment. I, I just got my shovel in my hand and I'm busy digging down because I, I realize that where I'm at is not where I need to be, and I'm not focused on where everybody else's depth is at. And, I'm not worried about everybody else's walk. I'm too busy trying to walk my own. I got my shovel in my hand, and I'm digging down as deep as possible. And I'm not stopping until I reach something solid. I'm not stopping until I get to my foundation. I'm not stopping until I'm on something that doesn't move, something that doesn't shift, something that doesn't shake, and something that will hold me up in the time of trouble. I'm going down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I preach to somebody? You gotta go deeper. You gotta go deeper. You gotta go deeper than your criticisms. You gotta go deeper than your observation. You gotta be so busy digging down in the dirt. You can't find dirt on everybody else. You gotta be so busy digging down, trying to find foundation. You don't have no complaints. You're just busy working in the kingdom of God. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's magnify him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, it's time for somebody to say, i got to get to that foundation. i got to get to that foundation. There's a lot of earth, a lot of carnality before you get to that foundation, but I'm digging through it. I'm praying through it. I'm going to get all the way down to the bottom. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Hallelujah. I love this. He dig deep. And he laid the foundation on a rock Something that was stable, that would not move. He had a revelation of having a good foundation. The Bible says that the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently. I love this. But it could not shake it. I'll tell you why it could not shake it. For it was founded. Well, if you're always tossed by the wind and the waves, you don't have a foundation yet. If you're ever shifting and ever, ever moving and you believe this today and don't believe it tomorrow, you don't have a foundation. But I promise you that if you dig down just a little deeper, you're going to find some solid, solid rock. And you can build your life on it. You can build your family on it. And in contrary, he talks about the man that hears and does not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth. Earth in the Bible is always indicative of carnality. It's a lot easier to be carnal. Your flesh will not rise up against you if you want to be carnal. It will just go in its natural state and propensity of going down, down, down. You don't have to convince your flesh to sin. It just does it naturally. Amen. It doesn't take a lot of work to build on the earth and to build on carnality. But it does take a lot of work uh, to dig down below the carnal nature. Uh, it does take a lot of spirituality uh, to remove some things from our lives uh, because we got to get to a foundation uh, that goes beyond our flesh. Amen. He said it's like a man that without a foundation built his house upon an earth, upon the earth, and the stream did beat the same storm two different people. The same wind, two different people. And two different ways of building their life. One had a revelation, I gotta have a foundation. And the other one said, it really doesn't matter. I'll just have the prettiest home in town. It'll be the fastest built home that you have ever did see. And the Bible says this, he built that house, he was done quicker. But when that stream did beat, immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great can I preach to somebody for just a moment you can have the nicest walls you can have the nicest room the nicest kitchen the nicest flooring the nicest tile on your roof but if you lack a foundation if I lack a foundation it doesn't matter what I built up it's coming down and it's coming down quickly So I'd rather take the time to dig down as deep as possible to get a foundation to lay my life down on Jesus Christ, a relationship with him, on his doctrine, on his lifestyle, on his church. I'd rather dig all the way down until I get a revelation and start building on that. But what about everybody else that gets there a lot quicker than me? Well, what about every other church that gets her a little quicker than us? Don't worry about all that. Because when that storm hits, as quick as it went up is as quick as it will come down. They say that, that when they were building the One World Trade Center, that it took longer to build the foundation than it did to erect the rest of the building. Amen. Because when you build a foundation, the deeper you go, the higher the building can go. Amen. Well, well, I don't really see a whole lot going on in life. Don't worry about it. Get your shovel in your hand and keep on digging. Well, not a whole lot's happening in my world. I don't see a whole lot happening yet. Don't worry. There's some of us that got shovels in our hand. And we're not worried about how fast we go up. We're worried about how deep we can dig down. Because when we get down, I'm telling you, this whole thing is expanding. This whole kingdom is going up. This whole thing, the deeper we can go as a church, the higher we go as a church. Oh, somebody praise him. Somebody lift up your hands and let's magnify him. Lift up your hands. Let's praise him. Why don't we stand across the building, lift up our hands, and let's worship the Lord. We've got to have a foundation. We've got to have our foundation right. We've got to have the very basics right. We've got to have our life on that solid, unshifting sand. Known as a rock, somebody pray. Oh, come on, let's pray all across this building. Oh, somebody pray. There's some folks, the devil's been attacking your foundational belief. There's some folks, he's been attacking your foundational walk with God. He's been attacking in the revelation that you got about him. He's been attacking your relationship with him and with his church. He's going after your foundation. He's going after your foundation. But he does not win. Somebody pray. I feel him. I feel him. Let me help somebody. And I'm done preaching here. Well, why can't I just build up here? It's more comfortable. You could you could get some nice walls, paint. Look real good at church. But if you dig down deep, you're not just somebody that will be here for a week, a year, a month. You'll be here. You'll be somebody who your grandkids are here. Your great grandkids are here. And you've dug down way deeper. You know, there's some people that are okay with sand. What is sand? Sand is nothing more than little pieces of a rock. But it's not solidified. It's, it's not set. It's not compacted. Well, I got some truth, preacher. Yeah, okay but have you solidified that in Revelation? Have you solidified that in your life? Has it become compact? Well, I've got little pieces. There's folks here tonight. Well, I've got this piece of my life, and and this is true, and this is okay, and they've they've got all these little pieces that are all right, but it's not been compacted and decided and solidified. There's no foundation there. The Bible says that when Abraham went out, God called him out of the world. He started wandering, not knowing where he went. Looking, the Bible said, for a city which hath foundations. There is a lost and a dying world that they are looking. They are wandering. They don't know where they're going, but God's been speaking to them. Amen. God's been speaking to them. There's a whole city around us that God's been speaking to people. He's starting to call people off of bar stools. And right now, I'm telling you, they've already been in churches on Sunday. And they're saying, no, this doesn't have the foundation that I'm looking for. These people drink on Saturday night and come to church on Sunday. They they don't love each other, this, that, and the other. And they come and they say, no, I've been looking for a city. I've been looking for a place to call home. But this one doesn't have foundations. And I know I'm looking for something to plant my life on. Can I preach to somebody about the necessity uh, of the church having its foundation right? Uh, There's a lost and dying world uh, that's looking for somewhere uh, to plant their life, uh, to plant their family, uh, and we've got to have our foundation set. So when they show up, uh, they say, I see it. I see it. This is what I've been looking for. It has foundation. It's solidified. Saint of God, man of God, woman of God. It's not just about you and I. We've got to get our foundation right because there's a whole world that's looking for it. They don't even know what gender they are anymore. Everything's shifting. Everything's falling apart. Mom and Dad walked out on them. Amen. There's drugs and there's alcohol. There's police arrests. There's all sorts of things. There's, there's this, that, and the other on, on the news. They don't know what's going on, and they're wandering right now. And I pray, God, bring them to this house. Bring them to this building because when they get here, they're going to land on solid ground. Then they get here, they're going to find, amen, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Lift up your hands and let's pray. I'm done preaching. God's calling somebody to go a little deeper and get your foundation right. Get your foundation right so that when they show up, they see the foundation they've been looking for. They find the foundation they've been praying for. They find the foundation and the solidity that they've been crying out for. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Upon this rock, build your church. Upon a foundation of revelation, build your church. Upon that unmoving, unshaking, build your church, God. Let me be in that foundation, God, where somebody can walk in and see a foundation. Build your church on that. I want to open up this altar. Would you come and pray? Tonight's a night where we grab our shovels and we start digging down to that foundation and we go a little deeper, we pray a little deeper, we worship a little deeper. We begin to go forth and say, God, I've got to get to that solid place. In my family, I need that solid place. In my life, I need that solid place. I've got to get that place of foundation that you can build upon. So let's come and pray. Come on, if you're unsure about some things, I want you to pray until you get a revelation. If you're not certain about where you stand and the shifting sand of your life. I want to encourage you to get in this altar and grab a shovel and dig down as deep as humanly possible until you reach that solid foundation. Come on, till you get down and have a conversation with that rock, which is Christ. Come on, he's building this church right now. He's building this church right now. But he's saying, get in that foundation, son. Get in that foundation, ma'am. You find your place in that foundation. person uh, that a sinner can come uh, and you can build the church on me Uh, you can build the church on me God Uh, I'll be foundational Sit all across the building. Let's pray. I pray right now for every crack every fissure, every broken chip spot of your foundation uh, that God would come by uh, and begin to repair it. uh, That God would come by uh, and begin to restore it uh, because God wants to build on people. uh. God wants to build on people uh, and he wants to build on you. uh. God wants to build on you you that you sustain uh, that you're able to handle it. God I pray uh, touch our foundation. uh, Touch our foundation. uh, Touch our foundation uh, because they're looking for it. They're looking for it uh, and the world find it in this church. more time why don't we lift up our hands and let's worship come on I feel it. there's a depth here there's some people that have been digging down digging down I'm not okay with surface level I need to get to that foundation I need to get that foundation hallelujah 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 Let me speak to the church for just a moment. Jesus told Peter, upon this rock or this revelation or this foundation, I'll build my church. God does not build his church on shifty people. Amen. Amen. He builds his church on foundational people. And that means if you're going to be a foundational individual, a foundational saint of God, you got to grab your shovel. Wish I had that shovel in the back right now. You got to grab your shovel and keep digging. You're going to have to dig through carnality. Amen. There's going to be some earthquakes that are going to come and they're going to try to break apart your foundation. There's times where you're going to have to get some mortar. You're going to have to start repairing that foundation in every crack, every fissure. The devil might come by and attack, huh? but you got to know he's not going to win. God's going to build his church. You can send every storm, every bit of wind, every bit of rain, every flood, but when it's all said and done, I have placed my life and it is foundational. It doesn't matter what the devil does. The Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. What church? The church is built on a foundation. The individual that's built on a foundation. If you feel like you're being overrun and overwhelmed by hell, you might grab your shovel again and say, "God, I gotta go deeper. I gotta go deeper. I gotta go deeper." Somebody pray all across this building till you get to that foundation. Till you get to the place that the gates of hell will not prevail against the saint of God, because you're built. You're built on a foundation. You're built on a solid place.
1: Worship him for a moment.
0: I feel him in this house.
1: We love you, Jesus.
0: If you're still praying, I want you to keep praying. But if you're not, if you're done, be respectful of those that are praying. Remember, this Sunday, there's no service in Fallon, there's no teaching. We have one service. At 1.30 p.m., evangelist Justin Poindexter is going to come and preach to us a word from God. Uh, we're going to start at 1.30 with worship, 1 o'clock for prayer. Let's come expecting a move of God. Let's bring somebody to the house of God. What do you say? They're looking for a foundation. Here it is. The pillar and ground of truth. Somebody worship Him. Shake hands, be friendly, love one another. God bless you. We'll see you on Sunday.